Welcome back to the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. I'm Carl Brown. Want to share with you a story about a guy named Jay. Jay was walking down the sterile, silent hallway of the hospital, saddled with stress. He walked into the room where his father was. He sat down, held his hands. The mood was somber, and he forgot past feuds and phases of fault finding, and he gave up clinging to the need to be right. Why? Because the prognosis wasn't good. The doctor said it would be hours, not days. And in the thought that he wouldn't see his dad at Christmas or Fourth of July, he suddenly had an appreciation for the sacrifices his dad had made for him. Everything seemed to come into perfect focus. And through his tears, he asked, Dad, have you had a good life? His dad squeezed his hands, opened his eyes, and smiled despite the tubes crossing his face. And he said, I always got what I wanted because I only wanted what God wanted. This is a true story. It's an amazing story about prayer and about faith. And there are two important aspects to this story. The first is that life is short and we will die. The second is that God has a will and we might want to unite our will to his. This is the everybodysuffers.com podcast. And my hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or so that you can share consolation with others. Today's episode is about prayer and This podcast is sponsored by Our Lady of Kibeho. Kibeho, Rwanda was the site of the most recent major church-approved apparition of our Blessed Mother. She warned us of the genocide in Rwanda of 1994, and she reintroduced the Seven Sorrows Rosary. Mary gave this warning more than 10 years before the genocide, which she confirmed by predicting the death and resurrection of three visionaries in Rwanda. And the warning she gave the people of Rwanda, she specifically said it was not just for Rwanda, but a warning for the whole world. So what will you do now? Will you pray the rosary every day as she asked? Or will you one day regret not having done enough to prevent what she warned us about? The first seven episodes of this podcast are a full seven stars rosary, seven of them, with different sets of intentions and reflections. As we begin the discussion about prayer, I want to make sure that I only say what God wants me to say. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Lord, help me to say only what you want me to say, and to forget what you don't want me to say. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. This is a true story. Jay with his father in the hospital. And it really illustrates the importance of prayer and the important aspects of prayer. Why should we pray? The first answer is because life is short and we will die. 
what we see around us is just a shadow of the realities that we'll experience in heaven. If we don't pray, we will forget that our homeland is heaven, that this earth is just a temporary place for us to put up our tents. The second reason for praying is because God has a will. We have a will. No one needs to be reminded of that. Everyone knows that they have a will. But we have to unite our will to his. To be sure, God wants to give us what we want. He says, Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 7, Which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? God wants to give us the desires of our heart, the psalmist says. The only tricky thing there is that if we want to be apart from him, he will give us that also. There are some things that we might want. There are some things that might be in our will that are not good for us. And they are not going to sustain us in eternal life. Consider that Jesus says in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. If we want something that is contrary to the will of God, will God allow us to have that? I'm going to say probably. But if we want something apart from the will of God, is it good for us to want that? And I'm going to say probably not. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So how can we be connected to Jesus? How can we be sure that our will is united to the will of God? The answer is through prayer. And St. Paul tells us, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray without ceasing. In the 21st century in the United States, I'm sorry to say, a lot of people don't pray at all, let alone pray without ceasing. If we only pray a daily offering and then evening examine, how can we move to a place where we're praying without ceasing? That's a tall order. Truly for me, the seven sorrows rosary is a way for me to move from just saying good morning God and good night God as the extent of my prayer, move from that to praying throughout the day, thinking about God throughout the day, trying to unite my will to the will of God throughout the day. Jesus tells us parables about prayer. For example, in Luke chapter 11, his disciples say, teach us to pray, and he teaches them the Our Father. Then he tells a parable of a friend coming at midnight and asking for his friend to get up and help him. And the persistence of the, of the neighbor is the thing that Jesus 
wants us to pay attention to. That we should, we should constantly be asking God for what we want. And he also tells us in Luke chapter 18, the parable of the persistent widow who got the judge to rule in her favor just by wearing him down. Also in Luke 18, he tells us the story of the Pharisee and the tax collector and that one of them was literally praying to himself saying, God, thank you that I'm not like these other people. While the tax collector is saying, have mercy on me, Lord, a sinner. One thing I want to share with you about prayer is that that parable offers to us two extremes. The Pharisee who is, who is so focused on himself that he misses God and the tax collector who's so focused on himself that he misses God's mercy. Jesus is inviting us to not live in those extremes, but to live in a place of contentment and joy because we're uniting our will to God. And how can we unite our will to God? The first thing is to start praying. St. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I think back to the story of Jay in the hospital, and his dad said, I always got what I wanted because I only wanted what God wanted. Life is short. We will die. We might as well spend our time preparing for that moment because once the moment of the end of our life comes, then we'll begin eternity. And our decisions and our actions today will impact eternity. So prayer is a preparation for that time in eternity. So pray always. And God has a will. He wants us to unite our will to his. He's willing to give us what we want, even if that means separation from him. Some people don't want to be with God for all eternity, and he's going to give them what they want. But that's misery for all eternity. So let's not do things that will land us in misery for all eternity, because God's will for us is our best plan. It is the best way for us to achieve happiness. So prayer should be one where we ask God to reveal to us what his will is. Now, a child can ask for candy or toys and parents are going to want to give that to them. But the invitation of Jesus who says, apart from me, you can do nothing, is to go deeper in our prayer so that we're not asking for things that are perishable. We're not asking for things that only bring happiness for a, mo a fleeting moment. We should set our mind on higher things and we should strive to grow in virtue and we should strive to know God's will in our life. And how can we do that? I'm proposing that the Seven Sorrows Rosary is the way to do that. Through the Seven Sorrows Rosary, you can see Mary practicing virtue, and you can see in her an example of the virtue that you can follow. Humility in the prophecy of Simeon, generosity in the flight into Egypt, purity in the loss of Jesus in Jerusalem, 
patience in meeting Jesus carrying the cross, temperance in standing at the foot of the cross, fraternal charity holding the dead body of Jesus, and zeal in the burial of Jesus. Praying the seven sorrows rosary is a way for us to get close to praying without ceasing. And it's a, it's a way for us to grow in virtue. As we contemplate the scenes of Mary's life where she experienced suffering, we can learn how to unite our will with God's. So we can consider what it was like for her to hear Simeon tell her that Jesus was going to be the the fall and the rise of many and a sign of contradiction and that her soul would be pierced by a sword of sorrow and see her accept that and then see Mary being awakened by Joseph saying we need to leave our homeland and everything else right now and see Mary accept that in each of the seven sorrows we can see Mary accepting God's will for her life so the seven sorrows of Mary is an invitation for us to pray always. It's an invitation for us to consider that life is short and that we will die. It's an invitation for us to see, seek God's will in our life. This is the everybodysuffers.com podcast and the truth is everybody suffers. So how can I pray for you? I'm Carl Brown. You can send me your prayer intentions at carl at everybodysuffers.com. And please share this podcast with someone who needs to hear this message. My hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or so you can share consolation with others. Our Lady of Kibeho, pray for us. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. I'm Carl Brown. God bless you. Have a great day.